0: Great Odin's Raven. This is crazy, this is
1: crazy, this is crazy!
0: This is is ridiculous, okay? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go,
1: I'll go, I'll go with, I'll go.
2: Hello and welcome to the FilmPulse.net podcast. My name is Adam. This is episode number 18. Today I'm joined by Kevin. How you doing, Kevin? Pretty good. Pretty good. Today we're going to be going over some of the latest movie news, including what I thought... ...of Piranha 3DD and White Snow. Snow Snow White and the Huntsman. Here's a hint. Neither of them are very good. Oh. Yeah. Uh, We also have Ryan back with us to tell us about a movie we made him watch called Alien Opponent... ...in honor of this week's Prometheus. And finally, we'll be making our predictions for this week's opening films. But first, let's go over some of what we watched this week. Go ahead.
0: One thing, real quick. I was, you know, going through... Netflix Play Instant, and I came across Against the Dark. Oh, yeah? The movie that we have Rhyme Watch. And I thought about watching it, and then I decided to punch myself in the testicles instead.
2: There you go. Probably better off. Yeah, I think I made you, the right decision. You probably enjoyed that more. More than likely. Uh, I think I'll kick things off this week and go over some of what I watched. Uh, first, I saw Iron Sky. Was, was it really the Nazi... Yeah, the space Nazi, moon Nazi one?
0: Moon Nazis.
2: Now, I was actually excited to see this because I've been kind of tracking it for a long time. It's been in production for a really long time because it's entirely crowdfunded. The fans funded this movie completely, and in that regard, it looks really good. Like, the, the CG work is excellent. Um... The, the sets are pretty good. All the stuff on the moon is pretty cool. But unfortunately, I can't recommend the movie because it kind of falls apart near the end. And it's set up like a parody. Uh, the, one of the most annoying parts about it, they have some really, really bad cheesy jokes in it. And for instance, the president character is supposed to be like Sarah Palin. Like Mm. she's, she's like sort of, she looks like Sarah Palin, but she has this like weird country accent. She's like just real goofy, and that didn't work for me at all. And after they get to Earth, that's when I think things kind of took a turn. Everything before that I thought was really interesting. The overall feel and like atmosphere of the movie was pretty cool, but. Okay. I just can't recommend it.
0: Well, now, you said that the CGI is pretty good and everything.
2: Now, if this was
0: just like a regularly funded movie, would you still think the same thing, or is that based off
2: of... I, I think I would. Okay. I think I would still think that it was actually pretty good. I mean, there have been a lot of... I mean, the movie that we're going to be talking about in just a minute that we made Ryan watch, that's a movie that was not crowdfunded, and it looks... A million times worse than this. <laughs> so I would say, even not considering the fact that it was crowdfunded, it still looks good. Mm. The acting was not great.
0: Who do Kyra's in it though?
2: He is. Yeah, I mean he's good. Of course, he's always good. Okay. And it, it it it's sad because it could have. It had a lot of potential. It had a lot of potential to be something that was really fun and kind of goofy and, you know, full of action and stuff. But it, it just fell flat. Just fell flat.
0: The director of this movie apparently is the lead singer in a Finnish black metal industrial noise
2: band. <laughs> nice.
0: I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Too many umlauts. Ali <laughs> Ali Misto? But his next movie is called I Killed Adolf Hitler.
2: Um yeah, have you heard of this? This is, is based Is this based, based
0: on the is this based on the Jason graphic yes. novel? Oh yes, it my is. god, that's awesome.
2: And yeah, there's been a lot of um really positive buzz about this. I can, uh,
0: I can say right now, if you like graphic novels, read anything by Jason. 'Cause they were well, fantastic.
2: I think the only one that I read was I Killed Adolf Hitler and I loved it. It was just it was awesome.
0: Yeah, because I wasn't exactly sure here. I'm on IMDB and they have the writer, it says comic, but they have it as John John Arna and we're done. I don't know. That's the <laughs> last name. They got it's got the O with the slash through it, and then it's got the A <laughs> E together. Uh, just uh, Americans.
2: Yeah, it is definitely based on the the graphic novel by Jason. So that's awesome. It's gonna be yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear more about that. Yeah,
0: I'm extremely excited now.
2: I also saw Sallow or the 120 Days of Sodom on Criterion. Uh, if you haven't heard of this one. This is an intense movie, let me just say. It was made in 1975, but it's kind of considered... uh, It's highly regarded as being one of the most disturbing films ever made. Basically, it's about these four powerful leaders, political figures in Italy who kidnap 18 boys and girls, nine boys, nine girls, and keep them in this big, lush estate for four months and do all kinds of horrible, debaucherous things. It's split into four different sections, and I'm not kidding you when I say that one of them is circle of shit. So, it's the pretty intense. Sh-
0: the uh, the excrement in that scene was a mixture of chocolate and orange marmalade. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and also, this is... It's not like <clears throat> This came out on Criterion a long time ago, and it yeah. And there was it, it went out of print,
2: right? But there was some issues with that. Yeah. So if you have a Criterion with a white ring around the
0: hub, they go for like six to like eight hundred dollars on eBay.
2: Yeah, and it is to note that it is back in print mm-hmm. now, and it's even on Blu-ray. Yeah, but. The original Criterion cut, they they came out with it and then they ran into some issues with the director, Pierre Paolo Pasolini. His estate had some issues with Criterion and stuff. So that's what happened with that. But they got it back. And I mean, all you got to do is look at the Criterion cover and you'll know that you're going to be in for some pretty intense stuff. And I thought it was going to be one of those things where, oh, it was made 1975, so probably what happens in this movie is not, you know, it's, it's tame for nowadays, for today's viewing, but no, it's still very intense.
0: The, apparently the scene where they eat, they're forced to eat excrement was a metaphor for consumer capitalism.
2: Oh, the, yeah. That's one. When, when I say that it's an art house film, everything is symbolizes something else. Yeah, I think and it's it, one I of, think everything's mostly symbol. symbolism of probably like Mussolini. Uh, there's a lot of symbolism regarding fascism. I'm. I'm not gonna say I liked the movie because it's not one of those movies you can say that you liked. I respect it. I was gonna say
0: re- that it's... That's the better word for it. Respect it. Yeah, it is tough I, to say, Yeah, I liked it.
2: Yeah. I respect it in regards to the historical significance and just from a filmmaking standpoint, like this movie was so far ahead of its time. I mean, I still don't even know if we got there yet with it. <laughs> but it was it was intense. It was just if you're a a real lover of film, if you're real like cinephile It's probably worth a watch, but if you are easily offended or have, you know, get, get nauseous (laughs) when seeing horrible things, maybe avoid it. Apparently he was murdered before this premiered. Yeah, he was. He was murdered and it was banned. I mean, it got banned in several countries. It's still banned in several countries because it's considered pornography And it's one of those things where after watching it, I was left wondering how much of this is art and how much of it is just exploitation. It's one of those movies that really makes you think about that because it is very pornographic.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I think it depends on, I think it's tough for us to try and understand that because we haven't, I mean, we live in America, which is Let's face it, pretty awesome. We don't have yeah. terrible fascism and tyrant regimes and all these, you know, torturing and all this crazy shit. So, I was, you know, maybe I was, he was just trying to make a point.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely some, a, a political statement for sure. I just wish that they got their comeuppance at the end, like, and maybe that's a spoiler on a movie that was made 1975, <laughs> but it, it felt, the movie felt very much like Hostel. I mean, Hostel had to be directly influenced by this movie, and the thing that made the Hostel movies worth watching is the fact that the bad guys, you know, get, get their just desserts in the end, and mm. they didn't really discuss that, and, and that was kind of the interesting thing was the end of this movie. I mean the the very end scene in and of itself was a statement, so
0: Well. You gotta remember a lot of
2: a lot of those people really don't
0: don't don't get what they deserve.
2: And that's true. That's absolutely true. But
0: And maybe that maybe he's just like a like a pessimist. That's the way he views the world.
2: Uh I hope not. Well, Maybe he murdered himself if that was the case I don't know <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about your movies Because the only other two that I saw were Snow White and Piranha So we'll talk about your movies and then we'll we'll get into those well, afterwards
0: Well, I finally got to see we need to talk about Kevin
2: Yeah, it's another pretty heavy one
0: It was pretty heavy It was, uh, I enjoyed it My wife did not like it and she was really, really into. She wanted to see this movie so badly because she read the book. And, mm-hmm. her, and I, I remember when she read the book. Cause she was so into it, and she was really let down by the movie. I didn't mind it. I thought it was a good movie. But after she told me what you know sort of let her down about it, I could see that if I've read the book before I watched this movie, I probably would have been let down too.
2: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know what happened in the book, but I really like, I really liked the feel of the movie. It felt almost like a comedy, a very dark comedy mm-hmm. with the music, and I liked the the inappropriate use of the music. Like the music didn't match the scene at mm-hmm. all, and I like it. I like it when they do that in movies.
0: Yeah, I think she, mostly what she was telling me is in the book they more they discuss more about the mother it's more about the mother and how she feels responsible and how she struggled so much in raising the kid uh they explain more why he did it like what his why he killed who he killed
2: well i mean i felt like the movie was about the mother i thought that it was more about the mother than kevin i mean in my review i believe i wrote that it's more of a character study on the mother, Tilda Swinton's character and how she is doing everything that she can to try to get this kid under control and love him, and it's just nothing works.
0: Yeah, well, uh, the book the book seems different than what the movie is, which it's not really a bad thing. I mean i'm I'm one of those people that don't think of when you make a movie based on a book it shouldn't necessarily be completely,
2: no I agree
0: completely true. It should just be more like inspired by the book
2: i mean if you want to change some things here and there that's fine and that's why i don't read for the most part i don't read books before a movie i I rarely read books that are based on a movie, or that a movie's you know being adapted into yeah. But that Ford. that
0: kid was a bastard.
2: <laughs> he was pretty evil. God, both both the grown up and kid version. Yeah, of I have
0: him. to say, uh, Ezra Miller, who plays Kevin, he he does a really good job of playing some evil people.
2: Yeah, he played kind of a messed up person in uh, what was the movie? It was called. It it came out I think last year as well. Another Happy Day
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and that was was sort of he played a messed up kid in that too that was a pretty decent movie
0: I think his first role was that after school movie by uh, Antonio Campos
2: I have not seen that
0: I have not seen it either I've heard about it though and I want to see it but he definitely looks like he has a, uh, a
2: bright future. to say, Yeah, I think he does. I think he does.
0: But yeah, Tilda Swinton was really good in that movie.
2: Yeah, I just felt so bad for her.
0: Eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, you think she deserved all the ridicule? Yeah, she, yeah, and she
0: wasn't that great of a mother.
2: It makes me wonder, because part of the movie feels like... You know, it, it raises the question: Was the kid born yeah, like that? I, because because a lot of a lot of psychologists and stuff say, you know, if you're born a sociopath, I mean, that's that's just how it, it's something in your brain. But they kind of alluded to her not really wanting the kid to begin with, yeah. And it it seems like a, almost this like like the kid even as a baby sort of picked up on the fact that he was not wanted yeah. from the beginning? Yeah,
0: it, I, it seems like they touched on it, but they never really expounded on it. Which was one of the things that I sort of had a problem with.
2: They, they're getting into this whole
0: nature-nurture thing, and then they just sort of completely drop it.
2: Well, I'm just wondering if that's something that's an unknown. Like... I mean, if this were a real life situation, I mean, how would you how would you really be able to tell that? How would you really know? Yeah. Cause and I, and I, it, to me, it seems like even if she didn't initially want the the kid, in all the scenes early on in the movie, when she's like, when when he's just a baby and he's just crying like nonstop and he won't stop, to me, that I feel like there was something wrong with him from the very beginning.
0: Mm. Well. Plus babies can pick up when you're frustrated and stressed out, which she always was and John C. Riley never was. That's why I never really cried for John C. Riley.
2: Yeah, that's true. I don't know.
0: Pretty good uh, pretty good movie though.
2: I I enjoyed Linda. I Roberts. recommend it. I, I I liked it a lot. Anything else on your list? I
0: watched The Women on the Sixth Floor. Never really heard about this movie until I
2: watched it. Is this a is this French? This,
0: it is indeed a French movie. It is essentially say like a chick flick, but a watchable chick flick. I'll say that. Um, I'm really happy that this is as far as I have to go with chick flicks. You know, I never had to sit and watch a Catherine Heigl movie. Thank God. <laughs> oh, no, no,
2: no. I think we can all be thankful for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, it is, it, essentially it's in 60s Paris, a uh, rich guy, of course they have maids, and his uh, his French maid quits, runs out on him, so they hire a Spanish maid, it's the new thing, it's the in thing, you gotta get yourself a Spanish maid, you just head on down to the Catholic church, just walk in, pick whatever one you want, you're good to go. <laughs> So and and of course all the Spanish maids live on the sixth floor, hence the title. So what does he
2: does he get like a bunch of them?
0: No, he gets one, but it's 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 a young it's a young Spanish girl, and he inevitably falls in love with her because he's sick and tired of his rich lifestyle in France and all of his friends and stuff are stuck up and essentially dead inside, and all the Spanish maids are full of life and. Drinking and partying all the time, and he gets sucked in, and he gets he gets obsessed with Spanish culture. Hmm. And then it sort of goes on from there.
2: Doesn't sound like my cup of tea.
0: Uh, I mean, it was all right.
2: Help it's, is on the way. That's the tagline. Help is on the way.
0: Mm-hmm. It's on the way. It's a, Well, it's not really even on the way. It Lives two floors above. <laughs> it. All you gotta do is go up the spiral staircase. You're good to go. But yeah, know, it was, it, was some there was some funny parts in it. I mean, if you're looking for a, a lighthearted movie, I guess, or a chick flick that you will be able to tolerate, <laughs> it's on Am- or it's on Netflix Play Instant. So there you go. Uh, have you seen anything else? Summer Hours, which is also on Netflix Play Instant, by Olivier as sounds, sounds
2: about right. S <laughs> s e a s
0: uh this was uh another french movie uh, pretty much your typical uh like family movie family tensions family drama where the you know the, the three kids all get together for their mother's birthday it's like seventy fifth birthday they have this huge estate beautiful all this land beautiful house apparently. Their great uncle was this famous painter. so They have this whole collection of paintings and all of this stuff, and then she passes away. So the oldest brother is in charge of, you know, divvying everything up, and he wants to keep the house and everything for the kids and their kids. And the other two want to sell. They want to sell everything, and just they want money because of various different reasons. And it's sort of, you know, all the emotions that go into trying to make those decisions. It was, it was pretty good.
2: This is on Criterion. Mm Mm-hmm. And stars Juliette Binoche. Yes. I like her.
0: Yes, I'm a fan of her as well.
2: It's from uh, 2008. I might Uh, have to check this out.
0: Yeah, the movie that he made after this was Carlos. Mm-hmm. That got him some, some uh, pretty big recognition. No, it looks it was, like was it i I think Carlos was actually like a mini series I don't know. It's like five hours long. I know that
2: i no never saw it, so I don't know I haven't seen it either yet. I can't bring myself to start
0: that I want to watch it very badly, but
2: he also did looks like he did one of the segments in um Paris je Temais,
0: mm-hmm mm-hmm
2: which is like the only one of those types of movies that I can actually say I enjoy
0: I know. It is the only one. I've tried to watch a couple of those Omnibus movies. I, the new one looks pretty good. The Was it Cuba? Like Seven Days in Havana? Yeah. That one looks pretty good.
2: I think the new Woody Allen movie looks very similar in yeah. in structuring to that, too. It yeah. takes place in Rome, and it's like all these different people, all these different characters. Yeah. I don't think it's the exact same. Like, with Paris Jet to May, I mean, it's like separate short stories, and obviously the Woody Allen one is just one, but I think there's a lot of different subplots that are happening there. Mm. Uh, let's talk about Snow White and the Huntsman. Do, this, have to, do we have to? I'm going to keep it short. I did not like this movie. Okay.
0: And we're moving
2: on. <laughs> I, gave this, I gave this a 4 out of 10 on the site. And for a more detailed explanation of why I didn't like it, you can just read the review there There was a lot going for this movie. nothing worked the The visuals were v- were really good. That's one thing that I will say to its credit there it was a very visually pleasing movie. However, there were certain aspects of the visuals that were put in there like that didn't make any sense. Like they were just kind of um, superfluous, I guess. Mm. Additions to the movie, like where there was no point. They just put certain things in there just to put them in there. And that that really bothered me because the movie was already too long and it was extremely dull and extremely boring I will say that none of the cast really had any kind of breakout performances. I didn't have a problem with Chris Hemsworth. I thought Charlize Theron overacted. I thought she was like, she was just on 11 the whole time. Mm. She was like yelling at the top of her lungs, like every conversation. And it was just like, whoa, this is, this is just too intense. This is too much. Yeah. And... Kristen Stewart, I'm sorry, but I just do not understand how she's so famous. Because she was...
0: Twilight, man. It's Twilight.
2: Yeah, but still, I mean... Twilight. That doesn't mean that she should get other roles. I mean, they, they kind of... They, made, they cast her in Twilight, so they got to see that through. But, I mean, come on. And I really liked Adventureland. Like, she was... She was fine in that, but this no. I was
0: gonna say cause she wasn't she wasn't too bad in uh really the only thing I've ever seen her in is Welcome to the Rileys.
2: Well, she's not been in uh, a lot, a lot of stuff.
0: Into the Wild. Panic I haven't seen Panic that. When she was a That's right. She
2: she was Jodie Foster's daughter in mm-hmm. Panic Room. Yeah, but
0: was, the... was, was, was that the pinnacle of her work?
2: <laughs> I would say Adventureland. I really liked Adventureland. But, I mean, she wasn't, like, the main character in that or anything. And they didn't... She doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue in Snow White. She doesn't speak a lot. But when she does, it's just like, oh, God, just... I hope this is over. Like, she has this big monologue at the end where she's kind of rallying the troops. And she leads this huge battle, which is completely unbelievable. Like, why would this 16, 17-year-old girl be... (laughs) <laughs> leading an army into battle. And earlier in the film, they show Chris Hemsworth trying to teach her how to fight and defend herself, mm-hmm. and then all of the a sudden she's, the, she's leading the an army. Season. And she's like fighting in a in a huge war against men that are twice her size. Uh I mean it's and that's just I mean that's just it's just tip the, a tip small yeah. That's just the tip of the iceberg. The other thing that I did like was the, the dwarves, I was the eight say, dwarves.
0: I remember you telling me about them, and I just checked to see who the other ones were. And Eddie Marzen
2: is the dwarf.
0: I love mm-hmm. Eddie Marzen. He's awesome.
2: Great, great cast for the dwarves. I mean, we have Ray Winstone, Bob Hoskins, Nick Frost, uh, Eddie Marzen, as you said, Toby Jones. I mean, these, these are like top notch actors, and they're in this. Very, very sidelined role as the dwarves, and they though they were the best part of the movie, they added a good bit of comic relief to it, and they were just the most interesting part. And however, they did, I don't know, I guess they did something with CG to make them look like dwarves, but it looked really good. Like, at first, I didn't even recognize them, and then, like, as the initial scene where they were introduced progressed. I was like, Oh, there that's Toby Jones. And like, I started picking each one of them out and, but they did the effects for that. Really, really impressive, but they were just underused. I I wanted to see more of them. And instead they opted to add this character named William in who was completely unnecessary. He added zero, the film, and I think that they were going to try to add some kind of love triangle thing at one point, but I guess in the 30 different drafts of this script, it didn't work, and it got edited out or something. So, this we have this character of William, who I mean, he's a badass, he's like an archer, and he's the son of the Duke that they're kind of on this quest to go see and he's cool but there's no reason for him to no be in the reason. movie he adds nothing he adds nothing to it so i can't recommend it it has a couple cool things i mean maybe like rent it on blu-ray when it comes out but i almost walked out of the theater uh, it was i thought it was so boring and dull i'm surprised i didn't fall asleep yes and the other one that i saw was Piranha 3 Double D. This terrible, is. Right? Got yes. This is in theaters and on demand right now. And it's just. It's nothing like the first one. They tried to make it like the first one, but nothing worked. There were some cameos. David Hasselhoff was in it, Christopher Lloyd, Gary Busey, uh, Ving Rames, and uh, I think his name's. Is it Paul Shear from The mm-hmm. League? He's the comedian. Yeah, he was in it, too. David Ketchner was in it. He wasn't a cameo. He was actually one of the main characters, which should uh, let you know. you know. Uh, not good. It wasn't clever. It wasn't funny. There were maybe a couple scenes that made me laugh. Actually, the David Hasselhoff stuff was funny. And I didn't think it would be. I thought it would be just stupid and cheesy and whatever. Because, I mean, how many times have we seen David Hasselhoff making fun of himself? But, for some reason, I thought that his stuff was funny in this. I mean, they played the Baywatch music and had him running in slow motion. And it was just funny. But, other than that, absolutely terrible. The, the the death scenes, the kills were not clever. They were not good. The special effects were awful. They they mixed it up with CG and practical effects. None of it worked. And I will say, though, that uh, I think her name is Suri in 30 Mm -hmm. Rock. She's in it. And something very, very terrible (laughs) happens to her. And that's really the only, like, kind of shocking or, I guess, sort of gruesome moment. She doesn't die. I'll tell you that. But something terrible happens to her. So that's it. Don't see it. We gave it a one and a half just awful and you know me i'm a huge fan of horror movies i'm a huge fan of exploitation cinema and this was just a cheap ripoff and should be avoided uh, i think that does it let's do some ryan watches a movie let's. shall we this is Ryan Watches a Movie, where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought.
1: Oh, no. Little kids got naked and had lots of sex. Magi. Crawl. Oh. Watching the grudging. Don't even waste your time.
2: Welcome back, Ryan. What movie did we have you watch this week?
1: Uh, I believe it's called The Alien Opponent.
2: Alien Opponent. This is in honor of Prometheus coming out this week and this is from 2010, Stars Jeremy London, Roddy Roddy Piper. <laughs> let me go ahead. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and read the IMDb synopsis for this. The owner of a small town junkyard offers a cash reward to whomever can kill her uninvited space-suited alien guest when its spacecraft crash lands into her barn. Okay, now before we get your thoughts, Ryan, let's go ahead and listen to the trailer. This, this is
1: absolutely pointless to even listen to.
2: <laughs> well, let's let the listeners be the judge. Yeah,
1: I'm kind of curious to see what happens because I haven't heard the trailer.
2: Okay, this is Alien Opponent. But there goes one of those good-for-nothing spacemen like on TV. Thank
1: you all so much for showing up to help us in our time of need. Tragedy struck my loving family last night when a spaceship landed in the junkyard. My son-in-law Tom was killed. We are offering a $100,000 reward to the person that can bring Tom's body back. I think the aliens killed him with a hammer. You can tear up the place, blow into kingdom come, rip each other limb from limb. Then all you have to do is kill our alien. This alien has powers beyond our control. Come prepare to kill him. By any means necessary. Do
2: you all understand? $100,000! Do not harm me, or I will kill you. Giddy. Sounds like it gets pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Alright, Ryan, why don't you tell us about this?
1: I need to start off perfect again. When that kid said, when he said, like, do not harm me, I will kill you or whatever, there was a kid, there was like a 12 year old kid, they got his head chopped off, and the alien picked his head up and spoke through his head.
2: Yeah, I saw that in the trailer, that was pretty exciting. <laughs> Great special <laughs> effects work, by the way.
1: This movie was far and away a waste of my time. Far and away a waste of anyone's time. Waste of the director's time. I mean, I'm not really into B movies, but this... Apparently, this is the best B movie ever. But I thought it was f***ing the worst thing ever. (laughs) I was not excited about it though. There's horrible acting, the plot, I don't even need to explain to you the plot because after like 20 minutes, it doesn't even. The plot has no bearing on that outcome kind of story.
2: I'm really surprised that, I mean, Jeremy London was never really a big actor to begin with. Nor was Roddy Piper, but the fact that they're in this really shows how the mighty have fallen.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> isn't Roddy Piper in a couple of these shitty movies?
2: No, he's in all kinds of bad stuff, yeah. They
1: both are.
0: Said, would, well, has Jeremy London been in anything good besides Mallrats?
2: No, I don't yeah. think so. And see, it, a funny story with Jeremy London... Uh, for years, I didn't realize that Jason London, they were like twins. I always just thought it was the same person. <laughs> and I, I never realized because I never really knew him by name. I was just like, oh, it's the guy that was in Mallrats and Days and Confused. I didn't realize that. Je- and one of them's real screwed up, right? Which is Jeremy the one that's yeah, all Jeremy's screwed up? Jeremy's the one that's all screwed up. He was on Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. And he got, uh, so he supposedly got, yeah, he, he got got was kidnapped. The whole, the whole kidnap story. Yeah, he was kidnapped and forced to...
0: Yeah. Oh. Aww. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <God. laughs> that was the best. Aww.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna... Uh, Take, like, 20 or... Yeah, not 20 minutes. Like, an hour. And completely tear this movie apart. But I know... Do it. I realized for the latter <laughs> they could have done.
2: Why don't you just give us the condensed... Go. Tearing
1: apart of the just, movie. It's fucking, It's ridiculous. Bring it. This, like... Well, first of all, it's about this hillbilly. And... He's married to, like, a woman that's probably a third of his age. And we don't know why that's happening. But actually, to tell you the truth, at first, I thought it was his daughter. You know, I... Until, until I saw him kiss her. Then I thought maybe they were from New York County.
2: Real quick, I watched about... 15 minutes of this, 20 minutes in preparation before I gave it to you. And uh I thought the same thing. I thought that they were father and daughter and they were going for this, like, weird hillbilly incest thing with it.
1: Yeah. So, after that happens, then, the old guy goes in a barn and finds out that his young wife is having sex with someone. And... Oh sudden out of nowhere an alien crashes and kills the guy or no I'm sorry knocks the guy out and the daughter the girl's mother comes and kills him with a hammer in the head and walks away. They call the cops to come and get the alien now. Why would you call the FBI if a fucking alien landed in your barn? Why would you not call the FBI? Why would you call, like, one logo cup? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's so many... This movie is filled with that. There's so many things... They're so random that make absolutely no sense at all. And it's, I mean, maybe every 10, 15 minutes you'll laugh. Because at certain points, like this one point in the junkyard, when all these people are good to kill this alien, number one, there's a shark in the, the uh, junkyard. He's a land shark. It, what? But he goes under the ground and eats people like a real shark.
2: Wait a minute. What? Let's, let's Yeah. Back.
0: What do, yeah. Let's You're just back glossing over stuff. this nonchalant <laughs> like there's no big deal.
1: So wait. Land is, shark? Is the,
2: sh- is the land shark part of the alien thing or what?
1: It's part, It's like a little... I guess you would call it a guard for the alien. Oh, okay. But it just so happens that when they get this land chart, it's in a huge pool of water in the junkyard. And it's just weird that... There happens to be a huge bowl of water. And there's a shark in it. <laughs> and it f**ks people up. Um, <laughs> but it's like a digital shark. Of course. It's not a real shark. It's... Uh, there. So then, then digital shark. Uh... A little while... A little while later... Uh... This a high school, like three high school football players come in their uniforms and pads, no, I'm sorry, it was four, in their uniforms and pads and try to tackle this alien. Now, beforehand, this alien's been shot by automatic rifles, 44 mags, All kinds of flamethrowers, all kinds of stuff. But they think tackling it will kill it. Boy, are they wrong. (laughs) They die real quick. Uh, There is a lot of dying. (laughs) And that's a funny word because... The way the way people do is so random that it'll make you laugh out loud. But don't even try to understand the story, cause you won't. You won't at all.
2: I, I think it's just there's nothing to it. Like there's no there's no substance. It's like they oh an alien crash landed. We don't know where it came from, what it is, anything like what its goals are. But the focus is all these different colorful people that come together in order to kill this alien and get this reward. And there's like all every kind of stereotype you can think of. They put in here like, uh, like the like the prissy girls with guns yeah. and stuff, and like
1: and yeah. Uh, it, it actually sort of reminded me. Not dark wise but over-the-top-wise, it reminded me kind of uh, of Quentin Tarantino. Really? Like how Machete <laughs> is, like, ridiculously violent. That's gonna help this movie.
2: Well, Machete was Robert Rodriguez, but well, I, un- yeah. I understand what you're saying, like, the whole... Exploitation aspect of it yeah. and stuff, and like it was sort of like Smoke and Aces, where he had all these different people that were trying to do yeah. this one thing kill this, this thing.
1: There's less storytelling, yeah, and more people in this movie.
2: It, it's also worth mentioning that Rowdy Roddy Piper's character was like a preacher,
1: really. Oh, my. Yeah. I want to punch yeah. him in the face.
0: Ooh. You want to go toe to toe with Rowdy Roddy Piper?
1: you goddamn right. I'll take him and his. What are you scared on two eye for? Whoa. Take that and beat the shit out of him.
2: Damn. And Jeremy London kind of played this, like, badass loner guy named Brooklyn Davis. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah,
1: Brooklyn. How, Brooklyn. How badass is Brooklyn? That's girl's name. Probably I not think.
2: probably not as badass as Queens.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't I, I don't think Brooklyn's really a girl's name. I, can, I don't think you can go off of Brooklyn Decker and say that Brooklyn is a girl's name.
1: I, I don't
2: I, I don't think it should be a name period. No, it shouldn't. I
1: be. used I to have a <laughs> sister name, bro. Uh,
2: Brooklyn? Oh, so you're going
0: Brook space? Then, with two ends.
1: Well yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I assume the Brooklyn and this way probably have the name because they're he yeah. sort of going white trash, yeah? do? well, I, don't,
2: I don't think Brooklyn's really white trash. It's more hipster than anything.
1: I'm going by the Ted Red Band because he totally says Brooklyn.
2: Does he? Yeah. So let's talk about the director briefly, Colin Thays.
1: Yeah, but I'm kinda interested what else did he do?
2: He only did a couple other things, probably nothing worth mentioning. Before Alien Opponent he did a movie called Banshee with three exclamation points. Uh, well, he, he, that he,
1: means it's three times the fun You're damn
2: right it is <laughs> Yes, it is <laughs> uh, And then before that, he only did two short films He has a movie coming out called Steve Niles Remains Now, I don't know if this is like Steve Niles That uh, I, I believe it is Steve Niles is one of the creators of 30 Days and Night He did the, the comic book Okay so I'm thinking that maybe this is an adaptation of another Steve Niles graphic novel, probably.
1: Could
0: yeah. be. He's also coming out with the uh, Dead Souls in 2012 with Bill Mosley.
2: <laughs>
0: Bill Mosley's
2: in it. I'll tell you, I like Bill Mosley a lot. He's a really nice guy, but as far as acting, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Jesse James is in it, so.
1: I like I like Bill Meson when he was my Blu-ray.
2: Yeah, he did sign your Blu-ray, didn't he?
1: For oh it's a that's a different Bill.
2: Jesse James. I was thinking it was the Jesse James from <laughs> from uh whatever that the one that was married to Sandra Bullock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. But it's not.
2: No, nah, it looks like some stupid kid.
1: <laughs> like I said, I need nothing anymore except don't even bother this movie. I mean, it might be good for an hour and a half of passing time if you're real, real born. But if you're looking for anything of substance, this is not the movie that you should be watching.
0: There you have it. Well, I, I wanted to ask you real quick because you said numerous people die. What was the most enjoyable death for you?
1: Oh my god, there were so many. (laughs) There was. When, okay, when. When Roddy Roddy Piper died. Oh, spoiler. (laughs) Son of a bitch. they, They went to bury him, and, like, his partner was like, good, let's bury him. And. He fucking came back to life, and they hit him with. Baseball bat.
2: Wait a minute. Stop <laughs> stop right there. He came back to life. Was he a zombie yeah. or was he just normal and they, uh, they decided to kill him? He again? was
1: sort of he was like a zombie but like uh, he was an attempt to eat people.
0: <laughs> so he was he a conscientious zombie. zombie. He was a
2: good zombie.
1: <laughs> Sort of. Yes.
2: He, wasn't, he wasn't the type of zombie that, that finds a homeless man and eats his face. Did you guys hear about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, go yeah. Miami. <laughs> so, he's, so, he's, so he's like a, a zombie
0: that's considerate of other people. So he's a considerate zombie, is what you're saying?
1: Yeah,
2: sort of. Okay. Yeah. He's a zombie with a heart. Aww.
1: He's definitely trying to kill, but he's not trying to, like, eat people
2: why do he come back as a zombie
1: because there's something that this alien is that reanimates people and it reanimates everybody with a paper
2: mm-hmm. so I mean it seems like this alien is sort of like the predator from predator
1: uh, you know what's real funny about that at one point now, I don't know the Predator movie very well. You should. But at one point, the alien is looking on his arm, and it's all the symbols from Predator.
2: Oh, so he has like, like that. the
1: exact same symbol.
2: Oh, okay. So he has like that uh, <laughs> computer thing on his arm yeah, that he can do he, stuff with.
1: Yeah.
2: Awesome. Sounds like this movie is just a ripoff of everything.
1: It, yeah, yeah.
2: Any final thoughts before we give you your drum roll?
1: Not not good. Not not good at all. Okay. Fair enough.
2: Ryan, what do you give Alien Opponent?
1: I'm gonna go ahead and give him a two. Two out of
2: ten. That's a two out of ten for Alien Opponent.
1: And I can say that if it wouldn't have made me laugh at all, I would have given it a one. Because it was honestly probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I just didn't get it. Very... (laughs) way too much shit happening.
2: I don't see anything regarding the budget for this or anything, but uh, it looks extremely, extremely low budget. (laughs) We're talking, like, maybe a step up from Birdemic territory here. Ooh. There was, yes. like, there was a lot of bad CG from the looks of it and practical effects that were not very good either. You know what I hate in um, really low-budget movies when they shoot guns and they don't like, actually put blanks or anything in the guns and they add the sound effects yeah, that, and the, that, that, the muzzle yeah. flash yeah. in After Effects because yeah. it looks so bad. And, like, you know, the, the actors will actually produce the kickback from the gun themselves and just kind of, like, pretend like they're shooting. And it any movie that does that looks so terrible.
0: Agreed.
1: As a side note, uh, look up the guy, I can't even say his name, I assume it's Kyle Carvin.
2: He plays Braden James.
1: Yeah. Just click on his name and look at the movie that is called Captain Battle. He's in a movie called Captain Battle. And it looks exactly like Captain America.
2: I would not be surprised at all if. (laughs) He's also in a movie
0: called Snake Club Revenge of the Snake (laughs) Month.
2: Oh my god. You know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this was, if Captain Battle was uh, an asylum film, but it's not. It's Mike the Pike Productions. Wow, that is really, really terrible.
1: Oh, by the way, there's another actress in this. One of the, she has a pretty small role. She's a southern woman looking for a husband. And she actually says that. Maybe. And she goes to this junkyard at Fest Dayland unarmed. And her name is Deborah Dallas. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be some kinda homage to Debbie does Dallas.
2: Probably, yeah, sounds like it.
1: But it was her <laughs> turn. Like it was It was supposed to make you laugh, but it did not.
2: I don't think anything in this would make me laugh. All right, Ryan. Well, thank you for watching that for us. We'll have you back next week for another great movie. I'm going to try to switch it up. I'm going to try to give you something a little bit different next week. Not just a bad sci-fi or horror movie. But I don't know. You might end up with one anyway. I'm
0: going to look. I'm going to see if I can come up with anything.
2: Yeah, yeah, Kevin. I wanna. I'd really, there's a couple that I, I want to run by you I'd really, and I'd see if it'd be good.
0: I'd really love to give them like a classic art house film.
2: Just to you com- can look. Just to confuse
0: the shit out of them.
2: We can look. All right, Ryan. Thank you very much. If you want to get your own copy of Alien Opponent, you can just head on over to our site at FilmPulse.net and click on the Ryan Watches a Movie section, and there will be links there. And you can download this and listen to it and all that fun stuff. So, thanks and again, Ryan.
1: You do that, set yourself on fire. <laughs>
2: there you go. <laughs> all right, Ryan. See you later.
1: See you later. Uh, uh, my.
2: Let's talk about some Amazon deals. To get these incredible deals, just go to our site at filmpulse.net and either click on the Amazon banner, shop as you would normally, or click on the store link and check out some of our favorites and what we've been watching uh, throughout the week. First up, we have Iron Man Two three disc Blu-ray, fourteen ninety six. Now I didn't, I I do agree that Iron Man Two is the weakest of all the Marvel movies, but I still liked it. Um, in fact, a lot of the Marvel movies right now are on sale. There's some kind of Father's Day sale that's happening on Amazon, so you can check that out. I think. Thor's on sale. Captain America's on sale. So uh, then we have Terminator 2 f- Blu-ray, five nineteen. Wow. They're really trying to get rid of Terminator yeah, 2, they are. aren't they? <laughs> I wonder if they're gearing up for uh, some kind of box set or special edition. Uh, then we have Fight Club Blu-ray, ten bucks. Mm. Pretty good deal. Batman Begins, another ten dollars. So. Check some of those out. Go to Amazon, click on the banner. You'll be helping out the show. We appreciate that very much. Let's talk about some news. Let's do it. Avengers, number three film of all time. Number three, top grossing film of wow. all time. It's been out for what? Five yeah. weeks now,
0: maybe? It hasn't been out long.
2: Not enough to be. I think it's been three. out for. F- yeah. Already. That's ridiculous. It has, it has potential. Like, people were saying that there's no way it's going to hit number one. I think number one's Avatar. Uh, They're saying that it's not going to hit number one, but I don't know. I mean, we're just starting, we're just entering the summer. And looking at what every other big summer blockbuster's been doing, it's it's not even coming close. I mean, as big as this summer was, like, anticipated, the numbers just aren't there.
0: we We still don't have the big movies haven't come out yet.
2: No, and uh, Prometheus premiered overseas this weekend, and it had, a, it had a big open. It had a real big opening. I can't remember what the number is, but it was something like, I think it was like six million, like Friday maybe or something. I think it might have been like five or six on Friday. That's going to be a big one, I think, and I, I kind of wish I added that to my prediction list.
0: Added what to your prediction list? Prometheus. What did you have? You didn't have that one at all?
2: You don't have... No. no. I didn't... I didn't I didn't think that Prometheus wow. was gonna... Because it was rated R, and I just didn't think, you know, people... I mean, your wife doesn't even want to see no, it.
0: She doesn't like sci-fi.
2: I think a lot of people yeah, don't like true. sci-fi, so... We'll see.
0: But I know her sister's going just because Michael Fassbender's in it. She's obsessed with Michael Fassbender.
2: <laughs> God... She's not interested
0: in the movie at all, but she's going to go see it because of Michael
2: Fassbender. Speaking of which, as a complete side note, if you haven't checked out last week's episode of Game of Thrones, watch that because it is incredible. It's directed by Neil Marshall, who directed The Descent and Doomsday and Centurion. That's what led me to it because Fassbender's Mm. in Centurion. So, check that out. Game of Thrones is getting ridiculous. Ridiculously good. Yeah, I'm so good. excited.
0: When we were in Philly, when I got to see, you know, Girls in Veep, they were showing, you know, showing stuff for Sunday night's Game of Thrones episode. And we almost booked another night to stay in a hotel just so we could watch it.
2: <laughs> that was probably the one. It probably, it probably that, was. That I was like, because it wasn't. The one... It was last week's. It was yeah, last Sunday's. That the one that, Yeah. Yeah. It was... And tonight's the uh-huh. finale. And it's going to be extended. The episode's extended. I think it's going to be an extra 10 I minutes. I have a feeling
0: that I'm going to... I'm going to lose a weekend. I'm just going to watch all season two. Just in like a day or two.
2: Highly recommend it. It's... Season two is... Season one was great. Season two... Is just amazing. Treasure Island. Guy Ritchie. How's that for a segue? It worked perfectly. <laughs> what do you think about this?
0: Uh, why? Why? Why is this happening?
2: And what what happened you know, to I, Guy Ritchie? Well, you know, I didn't mind the first Sherlock Holmes. I thought the second one was okay. It wasn't great. I, the action scenes were out of control. Good. Yeah, I, like,
0: I, I love the way he does... This sort of slowed down fight scenes. Yeah. I was just, I was really hoping that after Sherlock, he would go to something. Because I was figuring that he was doing Sherlock to get financing for, like, his own idea. I don't... And I was hoping that after the two Sherlock uh... movies, he would go and do his own thing.
2: But apparently, not. I don't know. I'm starting to believe that he just kind of caught lightning in a bottle with. Lock, stock, and Snatch and just I mean not no, nothing he's done has been at that level since. I liked Rock and Rolla but it just it was nowhere near the same level as Snatch and although I enjoy the Sherlock movies uh, they, they definitely have that Guy Ritchie feel <laughs> to them but there's just something missing. I think that maybe it's because he makes them more family friendly and PG-13 and stuff. Maybe he can't go for the real gritty adult dialogue and stuff like that. And I think Treasure Island will probably work and it'll make a ton of money and it'll be a, a completely average action adventure. I think that it's being produced by the same guy that did the Sherlock movies. Mm-hmm. So... I would have a very strong feeling that it's going to look exactly like the yeah. Sherlock movies. Just with yep. pirates. Let's talk about... Let's move on. Because, I mean, I think that that... It'll be fine. I mean, whatever. We won't see it for another three or four years probably yeah, anyway, I so...
0: Think that I think it's pretty much time. And it probably already has been. To just sort of give up on Guy Ritchie. I don't I don't think... <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm think getting it's, there. it's not happening.
2: I mean, remember when... Snatch came out, and we were just... It was amazing. It blew our minds. I remember we went to go see it the day it came out in theaters, and it was just an enlightening experience. Uh, Let's talk about the Drive sequel, Driven. Driven. Now, I know I said earlier in the show that I don't like reading books that are being adapted into movies, but I'm thinking about picking this one up just because... I'm clamoring for more of uh this character. The director, Nicholas Vinding Ruffin? Remph. Remph. Remp. They're Remp. <laughs> Remp. so close. He <laughs> almost had. It. Uh he hasn't been attached to the sequel. I would imagine that he's gonna do it just because he has to realize that Drive is really the movie that was his breakout. Yeah. So
0: I really hope he does come back to do it Or at least comes back in maybe another capacity You know what I mean or maybe, like maybe, it's, something. maybe it's
2: Maybe it's going to be one of those Series where they like each Like the Alien series where each Movie sequel They get like a new and different director To give it kind of a different look You know to add To it I like that wouldn't be When bad. they do that I would just hope
0: that they get Ryan Gosling
2: Oh yeah, that's a must. That that is that has to happen. It'd be cool if they got David Fincher to do
0: oh, it. That would be a nice one.
2: I'd like to see David Fincher do a Drive sequel just to see his take on it. But he also has another movie coming out that, well, possibly he's in talks to direct a film adaptation of a graphic novel called Button Man, and this is about a an assassin who gets entered into this game where he has to fight and kill other assassins mm-hmm. for the amusement of aristocrats.
0: It's always for the amusement of aristocrats.
2: Yeah. Always. I think the fact that he's directing this, it could work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There will definitely have to be some cast, you know, people cast in it. At one, po- for at me at one point,
0: s- apparently, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was attached to the star.
2: Well, that would work, I think, but we'll see. Um, to me, that that whole story of oh, it's you know killing each other for sport or a TV show or whatever—it's old. Um, it's just yeah. let's move on. Let's do something else. I mean, we've been seeing that concept since what? Well, in movies, Running Man probably in the 80s, but I mean, Most Dangerous Game and. The lottery and all that stuff that was m- yeah, much before that even so yeah
0: it's it's been done but like me and you were talking number one if anyone else was directing this movie i i wouldn't
2: care it wouldn't even be no we wouldn't even be reporting yeah, on it yeah but i
0: with the idea of this movie i'm just really excited to see his style of just cool just stylized violence Mm-hmm. I'm up for it, so I'm excited. I'm down. The button,
2: man. As long as it has a sweet '80s mm-hmm. synth track, oh, yeah. you put in <laughs> the soundtrack, ass
0: electro soundtrack to that, it's gonna be awesome.
2: Yeah, so I think it's gonna be cool, and I think the drive sequel's gonna be cool. If you want to know any plot details or anything like that, you can check out the article. You might not want to know anything, so I'm not gonna say anything on here about story details. So, yeah. And you had some news? I have uh,
0: first one is apparently Spike Jones's new movie. I don't know if you've heard about this. Is it it's untitled? Is there's it, no title for it yet, but
2: it, there's an idea.: Is it the one where the guy forms the relationship with the computer or the, mm-hmm. the Siri-like computer voice? Yeah. Yes,
0: which, yeah, they had me pretty excited. There was,
2: there was some rumblings about that a while back that he was trying to put something together with that. And I think that's going to be... because he, he has more than one movie coming out, right? So I think, I think he has one that's being planned before that.
0: I didn't hear anything.
2: I think he might have one that's coming out before that. but Well, he's also directing a documentary called Pretty Sweet.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, apparently Joaquin Phoenix is supposed to be playing the man that falls in love with the Siri-like computer voice.
2: <laughs> and I, I, I never asked you. Have you have you seen the the master trailers? Yes. He looks. What do you he, think about that?
0: Damn good in that movie. I'm yeah very excited, extremely excited because that was like the perfect teaser. Because I don't understand how it plays into what the movie's about. Like the teaser is completely off basis of what the movie's supposed to be about.
2: Well. Well I think that that joaquin phoenix's character somehow i think he like gets in trouble and then somehow joins up with Phillips, philip Seymour hoffman's
0: yeah like the religion
2: yeah. we'll call it a, we'll call it a religion but we'll put air quotes up
0: air quotes religion
2: cult i was really digging how it was filmed mm-hmm. it looked like it looked like it was Right from, was the 50s? Late 50s?
0: Yeah. No, he's, yeah. P.T. Anderson is amazing.
2: It, like, it looked really good. I mean, it looked, it had that, like, vintage, old camera feel to it. It looked awesome.
0: And, with, like, 40 years from now, we're going to be calling each other up and be like, did you see the new P.T. Anderson box set? <laughs>
2: it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. So, Joaquin Phoenix in the new Spike yeah, Jones. And apparently has uh, Amy Adams, Rooney Mara, Samantha
0: Morton, and Olivia Wilde. All have... Well, sign me up. Yeah. I'm count, definitely into that. Yeah, count me in.
2: I'm ready to go. What was your other new piece? The news other one piece? is,
0: I was wondering if you have seen anything about this yet. Uh, do you remember Zhang Ziyi from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? And I think she was also in. Was it uh, House of Flying Daggers?
2: Yeah, was she the? She was the young mm-hmm. girl, right? Yeah, I know. I know who you're talking Did about. Did
0: you see the news that broke of her? I don't think so. Um, she's been accused of being paid millions of dollars, apparently like ninety nine million dollars, for in exchange for sexual favors with a multitude of Chinese government officials. What? So apparently she was a prostitute for the Chinese government. That's weird. Yeah. Apparently she wasn't it's able to she was actually she had a movie at Cannes,
2: but she wasn't able to go. Right, yeah, I'm just I'm just reading here that it says that she's not she's no longer able to leave mm-hmm. the country. They banned her from leaving the yes. country. And
0: apparently she made one million dollars a night.
2: Oh man. She's I really like her. Well, so, no. I,
0: well, I'm looking at another one It says 110 million dollars, not 99. But apparently, she's not messing around. She hired some lawyers, and she is going after them. She says that it's all
2: BS. It's all completely made up. Well, this oh 700 million RMB. So it's not like U.S. dollars. Yeah. Man, that is nuts. I did yeah. not hear that. You know, I th- I think I did like see some kind of, because normally when there's like little like celeb type gossip headlines, I just kind of gloss over. Yeah, them. I don't yeah, even that's, read us- them. that's usually. But what then I like, do. but that's and huge.
0: What, what made me see it is it said, you know Zhang Ziyi, prostitution claim, and I was like, whatever did happen to her? I didn't, you know, I haven't really seen if she's been in that many movies, and and I thought like, oh, she hit rock bottom. And she became a prostitute. And then opened up and was <laughs> like, no, she's still making movies. And apparently she made $110 million, reportedly, yeah. for sexual favors given to Chinese government officials. Now, also,
2: this is China. It's
0: right. Here. So you
2: don't know what's true you have and what's no not. Idea. Well, you know what? If a Chinese official offered me $110 million, I might consider it. So. That's all I'm saying. Just throwing that out there. Hey, Chinese <laughs> dignitary. Listen to China. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Adam is ready to go. Hundred
2: ten mil. Sign me up.
0: Well, apparently she made it one million dollar a night.
2: Right. It was over a span yeah. of time. So You're talking. I think if, if I think if hundred ten million was just gone from like the, you know, <laughs> if she just. All of a sudden went to the bank and cashed a check for 10, $110 million. That might raise some little, suspicions. but Well, let's go over some of our predictions. Last week we had Snow White and the Huntsman. You predicted 72. I predicted 80. Actual, 46. That's a win for you. Battlefield America. You predicted 9. I predicted 13. Actual, 14. Wow, So kind of fucking 14? You know, are you kidding me? Yeah. Roger from Sister Sisters banking a 14 there. Then we have Piranha three double D. You predicted twelve. I predicted ten. Actual twelve. Right on the money. Nice. Uh, let's do some predictions for next week. We have Prometheus coming that's out. Right. Yeah. What What do you um, What do you, What are you? We giving Prometheus 82, here? Uh, Eighty two. Eighty two. Okay. I'm gonna say shit. That's a good number. Eighty three. Then we have Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Ooh, Wanted.
0: The one that stole headlines at Cannes this year.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm going to say
0: 78. If this was in competition, it would have swept the awards. And I, I'm i going to give it <laughs> like, uh, 70.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's it for wide release. We do also have safety not guaranteed. Did you want to... Predict that. I'm going to
0: go ahead and predict that. I'm going to go with uh,
2: 88.
0: 88? I'm, I'm pretty okay. excited
2: for this movie. I'm yeah. very excited for it. Uh, and I think it's going to be... I think it is going to be very highly rated. So I'm going to say mm-hmm. 85. I think that looks looks pretty good. There's a couple other movies coming out. Uh, Bellamy, which is not very good. We review that on the site. So you can check that out. I think that's playing on demand currently. Uh, we have Lola Versus. I thought that this looked okay. Didn't look no, great, yeah. but uh, I like that uh, Greta, was it Greta Gerwig? Yeah. Is it Gerwig or Gerwig? Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Gerwig. I like her. I like her and I like Joel Kinnaman, so. And we also have Dark Horse, the new Todd yeah. Solins film coming out in limited release. Yes, that looks awesome. Looks Looks more more mainstream than his... A lot of other stuff. So I'm looking forward we'll see. To, we'll see how that, looking forward to that. movie. And there's a bunch of other stuff that's not worth mentioning. Really, one other movie that I would like to mention. It's not coming out on Friday. It's actually coming out June 13th. Is the artist is present? Have you seen this? The it's a documentary mm-hmm. about uh, the. I think she's Serbian. Her name's uh, Marina Abramovic. And she did a, she's like a performance artist and she does these like, these uh, live paintings things and she did, I think she did one at the Museum of Modern Art where she sat in a chair still for 738 hours or something like that and the way that the piece worked was that visitors could come and sit in the chair across from her Mm -hmm. at the table and like stare at her. And this is kind of a documentary about her life and that, her making that piece and doing it and stuff. And it looks really cool. I'm, I'd like to see that.
0: Yeah, it does look pretty good, but I have to say that that performance piece, whatever the hell you want to call that, give me a break. <laughs> she, give, me, give me a fucking
2: break. She got a million dollars probably to, to sit in a chair give, give at a me table. A fucking break. <laughs> Uh, she, I mean, she's she's uh, that's what she's famous for is doing these live yeah. art things. So.
0: Bravo! That's what you're famous for. I sat in a chair still for hours and let people look at me. Good on you.
2: I still want to check it out. It it seems like it could be interesting. Maybe after watching it, you'll have a newly found appreciation. No,
0: I have for the i have a feeling form. that I'll probably be more pissed off than I am right now
2: because you'll see how rich she is probably yeah
0: and how people will be like fawning over it like oh such a daring piece such bravery and courage for what to sit in a fucking
2: chair give me a break it reminds me of when we went to MoMA in New York and they had that I think it was it oh my god the, the yeah. trash thing where it was just like random <laughs> and garbage and yeah
0: like, it looked like a, like a
2: just a pile yeah, of garbage
0: yeah like a compulsive person put it together and on, people like, were just, yeah, people walking around like, "Oh, this is yeah," mm.
2: taking pictures I see, I see, of it. Yeah,
0: I see what they're trying to say here.
2: <laughs> oh, I love art. That's that's what I love about it. Because mm-hmm. you you juxtapose that with the the girl taking pictures of herself in her camera yes. in front of some <laughs> that, of the that pieces. that girl
0: was ridiculous <laughs> doing like the pouty lips.
2: Uh, I I just I love it. It's fantastic. I think that does it for another show Yes. For latest film news and reviews Visit filmpulse.net We want to hear your feedback Send us an email at podcastfilmpulse.net Or call our voicemail line at 850-391-6075 Also please take a minute to rate us on iTunes We appreciate that greatly For filmpulse.net, my name is Adam And I'm Kevin And we will see you on Tuesday for DVD and Blu-ray releases